Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcaster whose patrons is trying to talk like an announcer. On a, I like doing this announcer on a train monotone. I don't know what it's called when you go down at the end of words, uh, but that's what train conductors, good ones, do. Uh, we'll be journeying to places like Pillaton and uh, Sleeptown. Thanks for supporting the show. Scoots is getting carried away because he's having fun doing this. But you patrons love to indulge me. So, g- good night, patrons. Thanks so much. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest, and what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts... If, if, so things you're thinking about, you know, things on your mind from the past, present, or future. Feelings, you know, bubbling up because of those thoughts or just, you know, just happen to be there. You're just feeling feelings. You're experiencing them. Or any physical sensations. Or, what's the case for me, a lot of times, the old baffling sleeplessness. But it could be, you know, any number of things. But I'm here to help. Uh, whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'd like to... Uh, to help take your mind off of it. What I'm going to do is I got a safe place here set aside. Come on in or observe it from afar or think about it. Say, well, contemplate that. Uh, so, you know, let me, let me feel it out. I say, okay, uh, I get a safe place. I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I do use these lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. Uh, which kind of, you know, they're self I guess they're not self-selecting, but you could say, well, what do you say again? Creaky dulcet. Yeah, creaky like a door, a dulcet uh, like a, uh, a word that kind of, you know, used to mean sweet, sweet sounding or sweet on the tongue, you know, because I think you could say, I got some dulcet sweets. And you say, well, that's a double thingamajig, Scoots. Oh, okay. Uh, but dulcet tones are more in minor creaky, you know, meanders, superfluous tangents. I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to mispronounce things, get mixed up, almost guaranteed. Uh, I'm going to make some corny jokes. I'm going to goof around. And I'm here to help. Uh, here's the thing. If you're new, welcome. This is a podcast to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff as you drift off. And I want to give you a cu- couple of things to know. I'm glad you're here. And I hope this podcast can help. It doesn't work for everybody, but give it a few tries. It's structurally what to expect. This is like where the first kind of uh, thing that can be confusing. So that's why I do this for almost every episode. Uh, so just so when you're new the first few times, you know, get, get kind of uh, familiarize you with the, the, the nonsense so structurally, what to expect. So this is a free sleep podcast. So the way we do that is we start to show off with a few minutes of business. 
And that allows us to have the show downloaded millions of times every month for free. So that's cool. It's like the listeners that do that. But that's like an essential part of the show. That's the few, first few minutes. Then the next 12 to 16 minutes are an intro, which some people skip. But most listeners, uh, as they become regular listeners, get, like, they get into it. Uh, and it's a bit counterintuitive for a new listener. Uh, so I like to explain it. So the intro is kind of like a cool down period or a warm up period, depending on how you like your bed temperature. Or you might say a, a period of neutralness. Uh, you say, what's well, a room temperature period? Yeah, well, Scoots is the only podcast that has like a segment that's room temperature, you know, other than the, uh, you know, the humidity cast where the, you know, the podcast, oh, it's humidity notes. Uh, it's a podcast about humidity and things interested to people interested in humidity. Not the same, not as good as script notes, but still, still pretty good. It's uh, made by Egg and uh, Johan, uh, and yeah, they, that's believe it or not, that's a podcast where they just talk about humidity and humidity. Oh, I think I said that. Uh, oh, script notes is my favorite podcast, and script notes. It's an another imaginary podcast like script notes, but about scribbling. Sorry, I was trying to talk. I got, already got went off topic there. So the intro is so long, or you say it was so long, like, oh, you say, ooh, that was so long, that uh, that footpath, uh, you know, that my te- the temperature of my footpath got to be room temperature. So that's kind of the intro. You say, okay, it started off the perfect temperature of a footpath, which you could define uh, kind of however you like. But so... Uh, what was I saying? Oh, like with intro, I forgot. Oh, so the intro is really like, a, it, it's part of your wind down routine for a lot of listeners. Uh, the idea of the intro is kind of ease you into bedtime as you're getting ready for bed. Because lately, especially, a lot of new listeners come and they say, well, when's the story start? About 18 to 20 minutes. Uh, but why don't you see how the intro goes first? Because a lot of listeners, they use it while they're getting ready for bed or while they're getting into bed. So I guess it kind of, it's kind of counterintuitive because a lot of times it's like a double counterintuitive. It's so counterintuitive. It's really to counter the counterintuitiveness of like regular sleep solutions. I'm getting real right now for a second. Because uh, they think it's, you know, sometimes people are like, well, this will just put you right to sleep. And you say, well, is that really how going to sleep works for, for everybody? You know, there are people that just lay down and go to sleep. Uh, but for other people like me, I'll just use myself as an example. I do need like an hour to ease into bedtime. So when I talk about the intro being 15 minutes, yeah, it's kind of part of that easing into bedtime. Because, you know, someone that's... Uh, maybe being more marketing than reality would say, oh, yeah, you just put put this thing on, you're out in two minutes. You count down from 21. It's the newest podcast, Sleep 21. It's a a podcast that puts you to sleep. Every episode you count down from 21, and then you're asleep. It's Sleep 21. That's a new podcast I'll be launching. Uh, never, because it, w- like, it, it might work for some people. I don't know. but uh, So I don't know if I'm make making sense. Uh, but that's my appeal about the intro. You can skip it, just skip to 18 or 20 minutes, or you could kind of give it a shot if you're new. And then the regular listeners are kind of chuckling along because this is when they either wind down or they fall asleep. 
or some people have been listening long enough that they fall asleep super fast. Uh, it's also just time for us to spend, I guess another thing is like, it, it gives us a chance to spend time with one another. I mean, I'm your boyfriend, right? Uh, this is when you can get to know me or fall, fall asleep. What other relationship is there that offer? You'd say, well, we're going to have some family time now, you know, our friend time. But you could fall asleep during it. I'll talk about myself, uh, and believe me, I'll go off topic. Whatever I was talking about earlier, I already forgot about. But here's the thing. Tomorrow I won't ask you. Don't you remember when I said that uh, I prefer, you know, this over a cro- You know, that I prefer, to, that's why I don't prefer cronuts. But actually I do. You don't remember us talking about that, uh, you say, no, Scoots. I say, oh, good, because I don't remember talking. I, I don't know if I talked about it or not. Okay, so that's the intro, believe it or not. That's just, so that's about 12 to 15 minutes. Then there's some business between the intro and the story. And that's kind of kind of just how podcasting support works. Is it, That's where it's got to go. Then uh, there's the story. So then there tonight it'll be a visit from my neighbor, Ray. Yeah, so he's a popular character on the show, so that'll be great. Uh, he'll be talking about a trip we made recently, and so that so that's the structure of the show. Then there's some thank yous at the end, and then yeah, this is a podcast you really don't need to listen to. I kind of explained it like that. Like I'm here, your friend, and I'm here really like uh, I'm here to help. Uh, and the way I help in this particular podcast is to be at your side or further, you know, wherever in the area, your vicinity, you would like me to just chat and keep, take your mind off stuff, keep you company, and then you fall asleep whenever you want. Yeah, like, so you could pay attention, and believe me, I'll be talking, Ray will be talking about stuff that's kind of like uh, somewhat interesting, so you say, well, okay, but is he going to get to the point? Because he, he, well, eventually he might get to the point. And the great thing about podcasts and free podcasts is you can re-listen to it. Or like a lot of listeners relax during the day to listen. So you could ch- check it out again. But you won't really miss anything really, uh, no offense to Ray or me, super interesting. That's kind of the purpose of the show. It's a weird kind of entertainment. It's kind of like the, the uh, entertain you, you being entertained is optional. The kind of entertainment we offer, it's like uh, we're here. Uh, I don't know. Is there any other kinds of entertainment like that where you say, "Yeah, you show up, uh, and that'll be great," or you don't? You know what? Don't even show up. Uh, just uh, just kind of be be nearby. And you don't even need to listen to our performance because uh, it's just here to keep you company. But if you want to, believe me, you can. Uh, so this is true, but there's also no pressure to fall asleep, which is again, the counterintuitiveness of this podcast. I guess I, for some reason I'm stuck on that word, but I, it's important to me to, for you to know that, yeah, you've kind of fall asleep at your leisure. This podcast is here while you fall asleep for me to walk at your side in some sense. Uh, but I don't want you to feel pressured to listen or to fall asleep. You fall asleep as you kind of, you know, you're distracted and then you drift off, ideally. Uh, and if you can't sleep, because I do hear from listeners uh, that don't, you know, that are in a position where they can't sleep or, you know, they're de- dealing, like, I'm here to the end for you. Believe me, I'm here to keep you company. 
whether you're awake or asleep. I make the show because I believe you do deserve a good night's sleep, um, and I want to provide that or, or assist in it if I can. You know, I've been making this show for, I don't even know, whatever, six or seven, like 800-plus episodes. And I've heard a lot, a lot of stories over the years. And it's, it makes me, it gives me great honor uh, to be of service to those of you that can't sleep or that need comfort and companionship in the deep, dark night or distraction. Because I've been there and I know how it feels and it doesn't always feel great, Right. Especially when it's baffling, we could say, I'm tired, what the heck, I want to go to sleep, uh, what's up with that? Or you may use a much stronger phrasing. So that's why I make the show, that's kind of how the show works. If you're new, I'm glad you're here. And the main catch is, this show just doesn't work for everybody. And it doesn't have to work for you, but, you know, it's free, so give it a few tries and see how it goes. Uh, and I really, some people just... Uh, have a like you don't have to like it like there's sleep with me podcast.com slash no thank you if you like are having already a reaction like uh um because they totally understand it i'm not for everybody not every podcast is for everybody and also sometimes i think people come to the show and they kind of there's so much of that message of like yeah this is going to be a 21 21 sleep podcast uh you'll be right to sleep i promise uh i can't even i've been making a show and it's been very, very successful because of the generous listeners who spread the word and help it find other people that it can be successful for. Um, but it still doesn't work for everybody. It's still not a guarantee. It's more of a sleep offering. I'm here to help. Uh, tell. I'm here to help keep you company, and uh, we could see how it goes. So I guess that's it. I really do appreciate you checking the show out if you're new or if you're a regular listener. What up? I'm glad to see you. Uh, glad to have you back. I don't know. What was I talking about earlier? Because I, I, I can't even remember. Oh, yeah, thanks. Gir- I, I was talking about girdles. So I don't remember that. Anyway, so, yeah, let's just see how it goes. I really appreciate your time. And I yearn and I strive. And I work very, very hard, believe it or not, on this show. Because your sleep is important to me, and I really do value it, uh, and I'd like to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep this show free for everybody. Uh, All right, everybody, this is an episode, this will be like a three-parter that will probably get released almost over a year. but uh, And this is actually going to be part three. Even though it's been recorded first, uh, we just this was Ray's request, and I'm gonna turn the mic over to my uh, neighbor Ray Perkins. And Ray and I uh, went on a trip recently, and that's why we're recording this one last. Uh, because cause he said, "Well, we just so uh, this is like a, a trip Ray and I went on. I guess it's a trip. I don't know if it's a trip report." Uh, but those of you who don't know, Ray Perkins is my neighbor. He's a friend of mine. He's a gentleman who's not the same age as me, who has more life experience than I. And it shows, uh, though I think when he was my age, he was probably super nice too. And he's somebody that loves theme parks. Traditionally, he's always loved Disney theme parks. Uh, but as uh, we lo- always look for stuff that's a little bit... Uh, but like you know, stretching the old D O double L A R, uh, 
They say, Ray, what about some of these other ones? So we recently went on a trip where we went to, uh, we, well, he'll tell you all about it. So some of this might be recycled information, or maybe this one will come out first, even though it's our, I guess this will be the first one, even though this is our third one. Is that okay, Ray? He's nodding. So this will actually be our third step, but our first episode. That way, yeah, it's better to record it in, in order. He's nodding. But Ray's a super kind gentleman. He's nice, and he loves theme parks, and he's great to go to theme parks with, where I'm not so, you know, necessarily as good. And to say this theme park was like uh, this one that we're going to do tonight was really a truly uh, a journey, right? Yeah, Ray's nodding. So without further ado, uh, my neighbor, uh, Ray Perkins. Well, hello, 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 everybody. My name is uh, Ray Perkins. I'm Scooter's neighbor, as he said. Thank you, Scooter. And um, I'm glad to know this will be the first episode you're hearing, because that'll make it very easy around me to tell you about uh, everything that went on and uh, took place and so much so things. And now I know you'll be hearing this probably much later than when when, when, I, when this happened, just because of the production schedule for the podcast. Uh, I like to call Scooter the podcast boy. Because he is, to me, he's a young man. hes I mean, he is just a boy. He's growing into being an adult. Uh, and sometimes you could say that word and embrace it. Uh, like, uh, But, uh, like, uh, you know, other times don't use it. Uh, but anyway, so he's a pod boy. And uh, so what was I going to say? I forgot already. So we went on a trip recently for us. We got back last night almost, uh, well, yesterday afternoon, road trip, uh, Scooter and I. And his young one, but like Scooter and I are the primary. Uh, and Scooter said to me, let me give you the backdrop on this. Uh, so Scooter said to me, Ray, I got to go down. I got to go down south to Southern California to do some work. And uh, I'm going to be working most of the time. He was working with an Australian company. And like uh, on that wonderful episode that came out a while back where he toured Australia and learn things like getting the petrol at the servo and the lovely three sisters. And uh, so I'd like to go one day to Australia with Scooter and visit the Big Banana and go on some rides there. But anyway, so he was doing work for that there. And, you know, it's summer break. And he said, well, Ray, I looked at, at uh, Costco, which, uh, you know, Ray's never bought. I don't believe I bought a theme park ticket from Costco, but I could be wrong because Scooter handles these things. He's the budget-minded one. And he said, you know, I got to be working most of the time, but, you know, I'm going to bring my, like, if you know, I'm going to have, uh, I want things to do. And I, he goes, I looked at Costco. They have this deal there. It's one of those cards that you go for a city for tourists, uh, and for this one, it was a four-day card, and you could get into, like, some of the parks and some of the tourist attractions. And it was when you, if you used it properly, you could really get your mileage worth. Your friend Ray uh, and, and my, you know, my, my accomplices, not Scooter, because Scooter had to work a lot of the time. But we probably paid 225 for the card. And got about $375 worth of value over four days, maybe more. 
uh, if you were paying gate price, probably more. But with the discounts and things, you, you, we were still, we still uh, got, ended up ahead. Scooter, I think, ended up breaking even on his card uh, because he did have to work a lot of the time. And then a lot of people said, Ray, why didn't you tell us? And I said, well, Scooter was working and very focused on that. So, you know, Ray was more trying to be a comfort blanket for Scooter. And I was also doing some, like, family care or whatever. So, you know, while Scooter was busy, I was I was, in, I was a twin sitting, we'll say. And so I think that's enough setup. So we had the card, and we went to two other stops that you'll hear about eventually. But our last stop, like, so Scooter was done working, and then we had a couple more hours to get dinner. And then we left Los Angeles, and we went and spent the night in— Oh, no, did we spend the night? No, no, no. We got up in the morning. Scooter worked. We got dinner. Scooter went to bed. We all went to bed at Airbnb. And then we headed—now we were able to sleep in. Now, this was a little bit of a debate. Now, I'm going to tell you about where we went, and this was a whole new ball game For those of you who didn't know Ray— uh, we are into a whole new territory of advice for theme parks uh, because this is one we've n- never covered on the show before. It's a company and a style of theme park, and it requires a much different approach. But if you re- and Ray had learned his approach uh, while I was at the park, it had been so long since I'd been to one of these style of parks. And like I tell everybody, these parks might not be for, you know, theme parks aren't for everybody. Not everything is for everybody, you know, so so it's kind of see. But as I tell you this journey, I'm sure it'll be very restful because, uh, you know, I've done these podcasts before. Okay, so we went to a park in Valencia uh, called Magic Mountain, and it's very well known. It's been in a lot of movies, particularly one of Scooter's favorites, National Lampoon's. Uh, which probably Scooter should do as a tale of the tape, Scooter. He's nodding at me, saying, a great idea. Uh, but so we went there. Now, we were in, we were staying in Los Angeles, uh, and we made the kind of, we were, we were trying to plan to, like, we, we were kind of trying to figure things out, and then Scooter kind of said, well, I've worked very hard. Let's just leave when we leave, because the traffic and things, we, the park opens at 1030. And usually your friend Ray would say, be at the park when it opens, right? But when you do, we say, well, I don't know about traffic and uh, and all those things. And plus it wasn't, this one was more of like a fun trip. Like it wasn't a, let's do everything we possibly can. Now, knowing what Ray knows now, I would go back to my original advice, which would be, uh, be at the park a uh, half hour before it opens at 10, at 10 o'clock, if it opens at 10.30. Uh, but I am using an assumption because I wasn't there at 10 o'clock. We got there at about 10.45 uh, to 11. So the park had already been open for about 15 to 30 minutes or so, maybe around around then. Uh, so let me do some, how do I approach this here? I guess you could, you'll be going on a bit of an emotion. This is the first most emotional journey you'll ever go on with your friend Ray at a theme park. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, it'll, it'll be okay, and we'll have a good time. Like, Ray learned uh, uh, how to have a good time, and I'm going to try to relay you that information. 
And I guess I'll do it now so that you know it up front and, and then uh, reflect of when I was doing that and when I wasn't doing this. So because we had slept in, we went there. We got we were there with like uh, we were rested. We weren't there at opening, uh, but we had high hopes. Uh, and we kind of there's you know that you could read things about touring plans and and things because there's a newer coasters they have there. This park is known for its coasters, world I mean world renowned I would say. And we'll talk about those things because, you know, that's not for everybody. They do have other options and other things to do. But that was kind of the primary because we had a tween with us uh, because that's Costa age. You say, okay, you finally reached, you're, you're much taller than the 58 of the 64 inches. And you're feeling bold, so you want to try these coasters. Uh, so... What was it? I forgot. Okay, so, oh, so do you like you could have a touring plan, which would be, let's say you you you're tween you're teenagers, or you're like you're going in with the expectation of doing all of the coasters. Like I would say, look up the most popular coasters, which I think we'll probably read when we read the pamphlet, uh, and go on those two or three first because they get really long lines. Uh, like you get there when the park opens and try to go on those, but but uh, after the after that you kind of uh, everyone is kind of in the same boat. Uh, I mean, like uh, these other places, you know, they're trying to uh, have a distribution. Like they have like these upsells, uh, but I don't know if even doing the upsell at this park would work very well. Uh, so. Okay, what else do you need to know? Because you say, Ray, I've never been to a Magic Mountain. You say, well, it's a brand of park uh, of, with the flags, the number of flags being six. Uh, so they have a lot of parks in the U.S. And they have a rep, I mean, of, of like uh, like teens. Uh, like They have a reputation, and I'll tell you right now, they exceeded the, they, they did very well. Like, because they said, well, why, why haven't I been to one of these parks in like 15 years? And I said, because they're known to have like chewing gum and spilled soda and a lot of yelling teens. Uh, and ended up that none of that was very true. It was very well kept. Uh, I mean, if you're going with it, like your air up in the nose, you're going to be, you're going to be looking for things. Uh, I was looking for the bright side of things. Uh, when I could say, oh, well done, Magic Mountain. Uh, so I wasn't like there, like nitpicking, I would say. And I was very impressed. I thought that, one, the employees, they were all very, very uh, calm, collected, nice people uh, with uh, positive attitudes. Uh, the park seemed to be reasonably clean. I mean, like well, much cleaner than I expected, which was that there would be things on the ground. I mean, if you're looking at it like, oh, boy, this has got to be perfect. It's not the perfect, but you're paying. It's a different price point again, too. If you say, well, it's got to be like Roy, you know, Walton Roy would say with the white glove treatment, you know, you're probably better off going someplace else. You know, but Scooter said to me, Ray, let's see if we could have fun here. Now, Scooter had been to this park probably about eight or nine years ago. He had said he had been waiting his entire life to go to this park. Uh, 
and because uh, of a few reasons. One is that it was on National Lampoon's vacation, and this has just been like this uh, park that has like Cedar Park in Ohio and Magic Mountain are the two big parks that have the biggest coasters or the most coasters or stuff. You say one day you'll go there, and I think when Scooter was younger, and we'll talk about it. He was a coaster. Now, he's not a big coaster person anymore. He'll go on them. Uh, but he's, you know, he he, he said, he, he said, you know, well, boy, right, these things are not for me anymore so, so much. Uh, but, to, you know, be with a tween on there it makes it more fun. His daughter's what I'm saying. So uh, let me see. I'm getting mixed up. So the park is very big. Uh, so that's a good thing. It was very spread out. Uh, okay, so they did better than I expected. That was one thing I wanted to mention. Um, but the park is very big. It has a lot of trees. That's another thing. Uh, oh, Scooter's been there. So this was back in Scooter's, uh, you know, wild days or whatever. And he said when he went there, he had been out very late the night before. So he was feeling A-W-F-U-L, he said, uh, like he was in very rough shape. Even when they got to the park, he was not feeling good. And uh, he he was tired and uh, hung over. So he said uh, his memories of the park were that he went on a few rides. Then he went on this one ride and he was like, okay, I got to go. I gotta, I'm, I'm, uh, this is too much for me. Yeah, but he did say it was cool to finally go and to go on some of the rides that he had read about. Uh, and so, okay, so that's, uh, I think that's everything about the basic setup. So we got to the park there. I'm just opening my map map here. So, uh, so we got to the park there. Let's just say we opened at 10 and we got there at 11 so for, for, for brevity's sake. And it took a little while to get in, you know, because you got to, we had another ticket, so we had to get our tickets uh, thingamajigged. Uh, then you got to go through and they check, and then you go in and they have a little Main Street area. Now, I did not know this, but according to when we were leaving, there's a uh, place to get F-U-N-N-E-L-C-A-K-E-S's, uh, a delicious uh, treat. Uh, and when we left the park at closing, there was like an hour line for those, uh, because I guess that's a big tradition is people stop there and get a funnel cake before they leave. I don't know if we had a treat while we were there, to be honest. I don't think we did, but uh, yeah, well, we'll talk about it as I remember things. Uh, but so, yeah, you go in, and again, you're paying much less than these other theme parks. And a lot of times it's based on, oh, can you get an annual pass or something? If you live nearby, maybe, well, now they sell subscriptions, which is the same as annual pass. You just get charged on an ongoing monthly basis, but you still have to pay for 12 months. Uh, and what other things? They also try to get you to buy a meal plan and, a, and you know, all-you-could-drink soda, which at first Scooter said no. Uh, I, he said, I don't think I'm going to do that, Ray, because they said, Scooter, how much soda are you going to drink today? And he said, well, let's just see how the day goes, Ray, because it was going to be a warm, warm day, very sunny. Okay, so let's see here. So I think that's it. So you go in, and, and very much like a lot of these parks, uh, you go and you see uh, the, um, 
you know, the initial things like the, uh, the, the Main Street USA style with the shops and things. And they have a, then we went in and we went to the right. So we started going counterclockwise uh, because we had heard like the two most popular ones, uh, I believe, at the pocket currently are Full, th- full Throttle and X2. Now, Scooter said he had been an X2 before. And he said that kind of, he said, right, that's like, uh, he said that, but he wasn't feeling good that day. But he said, I don't know about that ride, Scooter. I mean, Ray. Sorry, I'm thinking as I'm talking here. So we did not, just in case anybody's a huge fan, we did not get a chance to go on to uh, uh, the, the X2 but again, if you see it, you say, whoa, boy, that is one uh, interesting coaster. It's a roller coaster. And again, I'm going to talk about this in a respectful, sleepy way, so you don't have to worry about any of that. Okay, so we went in the park, we took a right. And, and at this point, and also the USA Women's uh, were, were playing, US, the Women's World Cup was happening. They were playing France, France, uh, France, France, Ray says, uh, so we were trying to see if we should try to watch the game stay spoiler-free. And it ended up we were able to stay spoiler-free and watch the game that evening, which was nice. Uh, okay, so we walk into the park. We pass a, the full throttle was the first ride we saw. And the full throttle is a... Uh, it's uh, we didn't go on it. Already, it was already looked like it was about an hour wait, it said. Now, we did learn... Uh, that okay, well, we'll get into the strategy, but we'll talk about the wait times and those things. Also, there was a bandstand in front of so full throttle, which would be rocking later. Uh, then we passed what was interesting was uh, again, this park has some hills and things, which uh, you know, if you, you, you're not like into walking. It could not be great, but also it does give it a feel that I, I personally, I was already, my spirits were very high at this point. So we'll talk about Ray's emotional journey. I said, well, I'd like to go on this full throttle. It was like a loop-de-looper and it had a tunnel and things. Uh, but I said, well, maybe not an hour because there's more things to go on. Uh, so we didn't wait in line for that, but I said, oh, boy. So we passed, like, an alpine-themed sports bar, and it was just, I just liked the theming of it. Even though it was not an alpine-themed area, I said, oh, I like that place. So that's when we were talking about the World Cup. Then there was, like, the Kitty Land off to the right. I think they call it Camp Snoopy, a Bugs Bunny camp. I think Bugs Bunny. And we did not go back there, but, again, it looked like they had a lot of shade and a lot of trees, and they do a great job of having in most of the areas where they can because this park's been around for, for, for a long, long time. Uh, very tall and developed trees. Uh, but again, we were still, now, my, now I'll be honest with you, though, we were still in a mindset of uh, Ray's touring plan, which is get to the park, and in the first two hours of the park, go on as many rides as you can. And that that just does not work, I'll tell you, uh, as you'll find out. And I don't necessarily fault this company because they say, well, you got to adjust your touring plans to reality, I think is what uh, 
And at first, this was not easy for Ray, because what happened was we passed uh, by the kitty land that was also uh, like a old west stage. Stage. I don't know what kind of show. We, we didn't go to any shows. Uh, then you pass into an area, and on the left side is like a, the the ship, you know, the pirate ship and the swings. We didn't. We were thought about going on those. Uh, and then we went on a ride, uh, you know, David, David and Goliath. This one was called Goliath. And this one Scooter had been on before. And he said, oh, I think this is a very fun one. And it's it used to be the top of the line coaster. So they said, oh, we'll go on that one early, like the Internet said that. So we said, okay, let's see. And as we walked in there, and they had the cool giant letters uh, made of, of, of fake stone, and it had a temple theme. Uh, we headed back, and one of the signs said, wait time from here, 45 minutes, and then there was no wait there. So we went further and further on, and the line was very short. Now, this is probably 11.15, we'll say. Maybe, yeah, let's just say it's 11.15 there. Now, we got to the line. It was probably like if we were guessing the line where we were, to the boarding area. It was probably like a 20-minute wait. Uh, so we got in line, and, and now th- this is where you, you race plans started to become adjusted because then we noticed the line wasn't moving, and then we noticed the cars weren't going by, and then they made an announcement like, and this happens at parks. Usually it doesn't happen right when you get there, so we were just unlucky in some sense. Uh, but I would say we probably waited like 15 minutes. I mean, uh, yeah, and so we probably had another 10 to 15 minutes left uh, when the, it stopped running. And again, you're, you're here, you're in line, you're close to the begin, like you're close to getting on. And it's early. It's nicely shaded for the most part where we're waiting. And so we waited it out for quite a while, and they said, you were having a temporary issue, and a few people would get out of line, and we'd get even closer. And we didn't—we weren't paying attention to the time when we first got there, but we were still very—our spirits were still very high. And so we said, oh, okay, we'll uh, wait a few more minutes, and then kind of time flew by, and then it got to be like where we would definitely had been there in line and waiting for probably— I guess like 45 minutes uh, before we gave up. Maybe it was an hour where we were like, okay, let's wait another 10 minutes. And then then someone came by and they said, well, there's people working on the track now. And we said, okay, if there's people working on the track, we're better off uh, saying, oh, well. And we were still high. We said, okay, oh, well, uh, let's go on to the next uh, next ride. And the next ride, it was a little bit of walking to get there. Like, we passed by a couple spots to eat, one that had sushi, and uh, I don't know what the other food was. And then we passed under this uh, Superman ride, which I don't know if they, it's a new version since Scooter has been there. It's very loud. I would say if you're listening, turn down the volume on that ride. And anyone that's been to the park, like, you can't walk near this ride without holding your hands over your ears. Uh, it's ridiculous, I would say. I mean, what are you advertising for people to get in line for it? Uh, I don't understand it. And it's supposed to be the sound of Superman flying by at a high speed. 
but so we took we took a right there. You walk along, you pass an eatery, you go under Superman. Also uh, attached a part of Superman was like a tower ride, uh, like a, you know that you go and then you go you go up like an accelerated elevator. I'd say for for sleeping people. And again, our confidence was a little shook because we said, okay, like uh, uh, Scooter's little like twain said, uh, like uh, loves those rides. So we said, okay, let's go and go on that one. And because we knew already that the wait time signs were not uh, accurate, uh, but we were still operating again on old, well, if it said 45 minutes at the door, maybe it's only 25 minutes. But then we said, no. Like, we, we shuffled our feet at the entrance, and we saw people in line, and we said, well, what if it's an hour, even though it says, you know, we, uh, and we said, okay, let's go. We just want to, we did that for a while, and then we said, you know what, forget it. And I say, I would say that we probably would have only waited 20, 25 minutes to go on that ride, but we, alas, we moved on. So then we went around past a sandwich shop. There was like a steampunk uh, a steampunk theme for just a, a small portion of the park here. And I will say this about this park. It either has a very strong theming or not very strong theming. And again, I don't know. I'm not expecting it to be strong or not strong. But uh, I would say if you're designing these things, just go for uh, not cheap. Uh, like, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at this park, but it's like, well... If you're going to do steampunk on a budget, just don't do it. It would be Ray's advice. You just do Old West as something you could do on a budget. And this criticism will span parks because another park had a boardwalk theme done cheaply. And I said, well, why don't you just do all Old West there too? Or just do non-themed or something. But that's just Ray's opinion. But this part of the park... It will only like a one ride in the theater. So I don't know if the theater, let me look it up. Do they have a steampunk show there? Uh, Gearworks Theater. It just says live shows, uh, special events. Uh, but it was like maybe they have a steampunk style show. Oh, the other theater was Golden Bear Theater. And that just says special events and live shows. Uh, let me see what other here. Like, uh, oh no, this is, oh, this pint size fun. Bugs Bunny World, that's what the one's called. Well, here's what's interesting. So Ray didn't really look at this one while I was at the park. It has has its thing broken up in a very good way. It has pint-sized fun, and the pint-sized fun is the carousel, the buccaneer, at Bugs Bunny's World to have Canyon Blaster, Daffy's uh, Bus Ride, Elmer's Weather Balloons, Looney Lodge, uh, Mary Melody's Carousel, uh, Pew Le Pew's, Pepe Le Pew's uh, Tea Party, Roadrunner Express, uh, Hot Rod Races, uh, Pounce and Bounce, uh, Taz's Trucking Company, Tweety's uh, Bird Cages, Yosemite Sam's uh, Fun Ride, and then they have Whistle Stop Park with a Magic Flyer and a Whistle Stop Train. Uh, then they have Thrill Seekers in Training. Uh, so they have Ride Ninja, which we did, we'll did. we talk about. Uh, Scrambler, that's a classic ride. Ray tried to get, Ray and Scooter tried to get people to go on that. No one wanted to go. 
sandblast is as a bumper cause. Uh, flash, the flash ride was a bob ride, as we talk about, like, a, you know, at a fair. There's a Wonder Woman ride that was like a, one of those Graviton Tron, Tron style rides. Swashbuckler, those are the swings. Uh, then there was a funicular that run by Honda, the car company. It was an indoor funicular, helpful Honda Express, because there's one big hill. Yeah, then they have moderate uh, Six Flags, uh, Justice League, Metropolis. So this ride will come in a big part of race story about today. Uh, Superman. This is a moderate one. We didn't go on this one, but Scooter said this was a ride back in the, uh, the late 90s, early aughts. Oh, the Lex Luthor Accelerated Elevator Ride. We didn't go on that. Gold Rush. Oh, boy, did we go. That was a classic family roller coaster. Uh, oh, and then an extra charge one with, like, one of those swings. And then they have maximum thrills. Uh, there's a pendulum. A uh, new revolution classic. Uh, I guess we didn't go on that one. Oh, okay, that's the one. It used to be called something else. Uh, that, I think it was called the, the Winder of Sides at one point. Uh, oh, boy. And, that, and then the next one we'll be talking about. Full Throttle that we didn't go on. Goliath that we waited for and didn't get on. Uh, yeah, like, a lot, like uh, let's see. How do we talk this one? Uh, there's a ride. Uh, uh, Glee, we'll call it. Green Lantern, that was not working. Batman, that one we did. Riddler, uh, Tatsu, uh, uh, Darien Lake Original, that has a different name, but we can't. And then X2. And then there's three water-themed rides. They also have a water park, but it was really busy, I heard. Roaring Rapids, Jet Stream, and Tidal Wave. Okay, so where were we? So back to where we were. So we we uh, so we we, we couldn't go go on Goliath, and then we passed all those things. Went through the steampunk land, and then we got in ride for for a ride called Twisted Colossus. Now, last time Scooter was here, this was a wooden roller coaster. Uh, but I guess four or five years ago, they made this into some sort of hybrid coaster. And this is the one you could see from the parking lot. You could kind of see that in Superman from the freeway, I think. And it's still a wooden uh, superstructure. It looks like a wooden roller coaster that you'd see out of any, uh, you know, seaside amusement, but just a very large. And we had heard kind of good things about it. Now, we got in line again, and we thought it was going to be about... Uh, 20 minutes or something. I think the sign said, you know, from this point, 30, 45 minutes. But we walked in and got in line much further in. And this is where Ray, I should have already known this, but, you know, we're used to, you know, when you're in line, you're observing things. And this place is just run a little bit differently. Like the everyone working there was younger. It doesn't seem like they have a lot of, like, middle managers, uh, which probably the kids uh, that work there are happy about. And instead of, uh, like, it seems like between the two choices of uh, maximizing guests, uh, enjoying the day, 
uh, like, like uh, they definitely focus on making sure everything is working correctly, right? To, to, to keep you in your seats. Uh, but they don't, they're not super focused on efficiency. So again, if you're watching how the loading or dealing with the crowds, you could get, you, this was where Ray, I was watching and I said, well, I don't understand you. You're not uh, maximizing efficiency here. And, uh, it, it could be, it could, it could, it could wear, you know, it could get on your nerves. Uh, it did on race nerves at first. Uh, uh, but then we got on this ride and Scooter and I agreed, uh, everyone agreed. This was probably one of the greatest rides we've ever been on. I mean, without a deep theme, I mean, you say, well, like a deep themed ride. No, no, no. Like a roller coaster style ride. Oh, Scooter's coming in. Best roller coaster. I would agree. Like uh, now, some of you might want something a little bit more intense for fun. This was the funnest roller coaster I'd ever been on in my life. Uh, probably ever will be. And Scooter also says, by far the funnest coaster he's ever been on. Also, you kind of go through it twice uh, because it used to be like two of those wooden roller coasters racing one another. But now your coaster goes through it and you kind of do race one another. But it's like on your second loop through the whole thing. And so not only do you, uh, it's a long ride. It's just so fun. By far the most fun uh, we had that day would have been, this was the beginning of first ride we went on and the last ride we went on. Now, I would say that Ray's mood was already though, like, okay, well, we were two hours probably and we went on one ride. The next ride we went on was called Glee. It was right next door. It's another riding, different style of riding coaster ride. And the temperature was getting warmer. And we had a water break. And then we waited in this line. Now, this was one of these times uh, where Ray, they only had one train running for this ride. Like, usually they have two or three to be efficient, right? Uh, and so this was another hour wait, which wasn't an hour's worth of people. So if they had had two uh, trains running, it probably would have been 30 minutes. If they had three, it probably would have been 20 minutes or 15. Uh, but it was very well shaded, and we still had a pleasant time in, in the ride. Uh, but then we had been at the park like three hours. We'd only gone on two rides, right? Uh, so this was starting, and now it was uh, the warmest part of the day. And I guess we didn't realize it. So then we were walking, and I think we were trying to go get it. We were trying to figure out, well, should we ride something? But again, the park did not feel super busy, even though it was busy because it's so spread out and so many rides. And so then what happened is we ate lunch at a Ace, Ace Cafe or something with barbecue. And it was very busy, but we get scooted did buy an unlimited drink cup. Uh, and there was there's not a lot of places with AC, so you eat, they had a, a, a patio with uh, with shade. And I guess this is where our expectations came up against reality. We said, well, we ate, it wasn't bad, but we're still warm. Then we went and used a restroom that was very busy, and that was where I said, oh, boy, this is... Uh, and then uh, the tween little one said, uh, I called her the little one, I know. She said, there's like this water ride called Tidal Wave. Now, it was just, uh, 
it, you just go up. It's not a flume ride. It's one of those big boats, and you go up, and then you just go down one hill. It makes a big splash. And we got in ride line for this one. We said, okay, this will be fun. We get a little wet, we're warm. Uh, but again, this was the next ride we had gone on that, again, only had one boat running. And this was not like, and then this weight did not have shade. And so this was a drastically long wait. Now, there were two high points here that actually, other than the Twisted Colossus, the high points of the day. Uh, so I'll tell you about those at the end just to bring things back up. But it, like uh, those were just distractions because we were sitting in the sun. We were waiting. You said, what are we waiting for? Why don't you, how do you not have two boats in the summertime running? And everyone in line was uh, accepting of it. And again, Ray would become accepting of it when I tell you how to deal with these things after. And it was just like a little bit too long waiting in line in the sun. So we were all like wiped after this, uh, now, the two high points, oh, boy. So there was this young man, probably somewhere between 10 and 12, because there's a bridge that goes over the splash zone where the tidal wave is, right? And it was a warm day. He probably has an annual pass, and he would just stand there for every tidal wave and yell with joy and get soaking wet, and then he would go and rest in the shade like a professional wave getting splashed by a wave thing. He had a t red T-shirt that had the number 86 on it. And he was just so happy and filled with joy that that helped us keep us going, was watching him waiting for the wave and then getting splashed and then kind of like a like performer in between, like sitting on the stairs in the shade, kind of just contemplating the waves uh, and then going back up and getting splashed again. And he was kind of dancing and doing, you know, it was just a very, very, uh, very nice to see someone happy. And then there was a dad. And this was very brief, though. He was in line by himself. Well, I would assume he was. Oh, no, he must have been dad. I guess he, he had. Uh, now, he was he had on the like uh, they give you a wristband or something. If you pay extra, you don't have to wait in line. You still have to wait in line, though. Uh, but he, you know, was in that line. So we were watching him and he had a very long ponytail, like, like, uh, his hair was pulled back and they had a ponytail down to like his, uh, lower back. And then he had a t-shirt that said, it was a Superman sign. And then it said dad, like super dad. And he just had this nice smile and he was excited to go on the ride by himself. And he said nice things to the workers. He was just a spirit of goodness. I don't know how else to say it. And again, it was very inspirational because we, again, we had finally got into the shade at this point, uh, closer to the ride. I don't know. But then after we rode this ride again, it was like, uh, we were worn out. We were hot. We were cranky. Even Ray was cranky. And now it was like about 2 p.m. or something, maybe even, I don't know what time it was. Uh, and we kind of fed up with waiting in line and stuff. I said, well, maybe this is just it. Like, this is how, like, because we said to, to the young one, you know, even though we weren't believing it, we said, you know, this was how theme parks always were until these fast passes and touring plans. You would wait in line for an hour every ride. And, uh, she said, she said, I don't believe it. This is like, and we said, this is how it used to be. You got to wait in line. Uh, now, uh, uh, so then we said, okay, we found out this uh, Hall of Justice or whatever. 
which was like a three day like uh, uh, water gun ride. You know, you know, like Buzz Lightyear. Uh, we found out that ride had AC, so we went on that one next. And this ride ended up being whatever, just what we needed because it was like uh, we waited in the line. We were in air conditioning. And it wasn't an hour wait for that one, but it was a while. And it, it like, refreshed us. We got some more waters. Uh, we went on the ride. The ride was pretty fun. It was like, you know, one of those games where you're aiming, like a video game game, video game ride. And by the time we were done with that, we were, we were like, stayed in the gift shop for a little while. And our spirits were back, uh, I don't know. We were back. And then we realized, okay, you probably, most of these rides, you just got to accept you're going to be in line for an hour because we checked like the wait times and we just didn't feel like they were clear, uh, even though they were on the app. Uh, but so then we went on uh, the Riddler ride and that was very fun. And this is where Scooter and I both were like, well, these aren't exactly our style of rides, but, uh, that one was very well shaded. It was about an hour probably in line, maybe a little less. But when you say, okay, this is what Ray wants you to know. If you go to this park or one of these style parks and, you know, just expect to wait in line an hour for every ride, except for the little, you know, some of the little rides. Uh, then, but then if you wait less, you say, oh, boy, I waited less than an hour. And I'm not being ironic or sarcastic. I say, well, the park's open from 10 to 10 or 10 to 9. You could get a lot done and, so, and stay stay cool, I guess. Uh, but when we had this mindset of, like, trying to get a bunch done, like you do at a Disney or Universal Park, then take a break. This one, you should just be taking a break the whole time. I guess that's what I'm saying. You know, bring some games to play in line or something like that. Uh, and I guess, yeah, instead of rushing, stretch the day out. It's a much different mindset. And once we, once this wall of justice cooled us down uh, and we said, okay, it's probably going to be an hour wait uh, w- w- for every ride, we just said, oh, okay, we won't worry about what the wait time is. Uh, you know, unless it's like one of the, the other two, those two rides we just realized we probably wouldn't go on, the two newest ones. Uh, so we went on the Riddler. That was fun. Then we went on Batman, which was also fun. And the Batman ride, we like, is a very standard one at Six Flags Park. So we we had been on it, uh, Scooter and I, separately at different parks, probably. Still a fun ride. Uh, they had the Green Lantern ride. That was not open. Scooter tried to get people to go on the Bob ride. No one, no one was a taker. And the same with the, uh, the Scrambler. And then I think we got more water. Then we went on the gold rush. Uh, oh, boy, that was like another fun one. This was more of a family-style coaster built on the ground, kind of. Uh, like using the natural hills of the park. Uh, because of the center of this magic mountain, I guess maybe that's the magic mountain. I don't know. But uh, there's a big hill, gold rush it's called. And this one was just an old-fashioned coaster. Like, maybe you would even find it, a, like, a, like j- just, you know, a, you know, a smaller place. Uh, yeah, but it built was built into the hills. It kind of naturally went around the hills. It was a very fun ride. Oh, did we have fun on that one. 
And now we were kind of in the zone. Like, that wait wasn't an hour. But we said, oh, okay, we're planning it. Then we went up, uh, we walked up a hill. And then you go to a turning point where you can go further up the hill or go to Superman. And it ended up Superman was not running at that time. Scooter did really want to go on Superman. Uh, so I felt bad for him. Then we went on the Ninja Ride, which was like an old-fashioned... Coaster, we were telling the, the tween, we said, this ride, they thought this would be the next big coaster. It turned out it wasn't. It's kind of like a bob ride. So I guess we kind of got a bob ride in. It's like a car suspended from a pole, and you sit in the car. And so it's not super thrilling, but it's kind of fun because you get swung side to side. And that wait was about an hour, and that one was like not. Uh, they did like sometimes you felt like they just didn't have enough people working there, which makes you say, "Hey, corporate, get some more workers here," because the workers were working very hard and doing the best job they possibly could. Then we went on ride Tatsu, which we won't, which would Scooter really liked. Uh, and uh, that one, like, uh, you'd say, oh, boy, this ride is not for everybody. It's right by the funicular, so Scooter got to say funicular 50 times. We also saw a flume ride that we did not go on, and then we saw where they're getting ready to expand the park uh, with, with what looked like a wooden coaster and some sort of other, um, like a, a couple a coaster and a wooden coaster. At first, Scooter said, I wonder if that's like a closed down section of the park. Like at first it looked like it, maybe it was uh, no longer used. Like, but it, and, and we realized, oh, no, they're building it and refurbishing it. Uh, so one day we'll go back there. So we went on Tatsu. Scooter, like that one is probably not for everybody. Uh, and it's a bit like X2, but not like if you're going to go on X2, you should go on Tatsu first to, to see what you think and then see if you want to go on X2. Uh, then Tatsu's up on this, uh, like, in this wooded area. There's also a raft ride that was not running that looked fun. In a very shady uh, upper area, there was a couple places to eat. Then we strolled down the hill. And again, we had been in this one-hour mode now for, like, four or five rides. So it was like time was going by, but we weren't, like, uh, worrying about it, you know. Oh, there's the new revolution. Maybe they changed that from the original ride because uh, it looks like it runs a little bit further. We didn't go on that ride. I, I, don't, I, I guess the way I wish we did. Uh, then we went on the first roller coaster that Scooter ever went on, a version at Darien Lake with the same name, uh, same car, probably the same company designed both roller coasters, slightly different track layout, but very similar. So this was back in the 80s when Scooter actually, the first time he was supposed to go on a coaster, it was him, his brother Carl, and his father. And they were the only ones tall enough to go on this coaster because, they, you know, they had six kids. They didn't go to theme parks very much. Originally, they would go to this place called Roseland Park, which was like a smaller, smaller theme park. And then they started going to Darien Lake, uh, uh, which is now a, a Six Flags Park. Uh, but so Scooter, this was the first coaster Scooter went on. And when he was waiting in line with his father and his brother, and I think Scooter was a little bit older than his daughter is now. He was probably in sixth grade or maybe fifth grade. Uh, but he uh, 
he saw it. He said, no, no, I don't think I could go. So his father's brother went and then they said, oh, see, we got, we, we did it. Uh, we're fine. And then him and his brother and his father wrote it like 20 times in a row. And again, his scooter said, I don't know how we, we just kept waiting in line for an hour over and over again, but we did. Uh, that's just what you did. So they, we went on that ride. Today. Now, it was a little bit rough. You know, we said, okay, this is why they made these in the 80s and the 90s. And you could see X2 from there, and it looked like it had a long line, and it was a long walk to get there. So we didn't go on X2. And all of us just said, we want, we still needed to get something to eat. Oh, no, we didn't eat. We said, well, when are we going to eat dinner? And then we said, okay, let's just make sure we go on uh, Twisted Colossus one more time, which is on the other side of the park. So we started walking there. At this point, it was getting evening. Then there was a dance party at Full Throttle uh, on the stage there, which was nice. And I think all we did, yeah, we just walked all the way back and rode. I'm trying to think if we went on any other rides. Uh, I don't think we did. I think we just walked all the way to the other side of the park. We looked at the line for Goliath, but we said, well, it's most important for us to go on Colossus. Uh, and I think that was it. We said, well, okay, let's go see what the line is for Colossus. That's what we did. We said, if we can't go on that, we'll go on the swings and the pirate ship. Uh but then we get on ride for the Twisted Colossus. The sun had just set. And there was a person working jostle and running the ride at this point who was very efficient. Uh, and so the line was moving because uh, Jocelyn was running things in a very efficient, uh, clear way, giving instructions to all the staff. And we rode that ride. And again, it was, oh boy, what a ride. Again, confirmed... Uh, uh, the greatness. Then we went and uh, exited the park. Like we walked, it took a while. You know, uh, we left with everybody, and that was Ray and Scooter's day at uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain. A nice little day we had. Uh, and yeah, so going forward, if you go to one of these parks, just a lot an hour a ride. That's the easiest way to do it. Uh, but don't go into it. You know, get there when it opens. Maybe you can go on one or two rides fast. Uh, but, again, it kind of depends. Uh, th these ones, it's not run like uh, like clockwork. It kind of depends on the crew working. So, you know, don't get your hopes up that you're going to get a lot done in the first few hours, like be rushing around. Also, sparks more spread out. You know, d this one, go into it planning and waiting in line, bringing something to do. And just kind of saying, okay, instead of rushing and taking a break, the whole day will be like a leisurely, uh, you know, thrilling day. So that's your friend Ray. Thank you so much. It's so good to be in your ears. Uh, good night.